Amen. Stand on your feet just for a few moments. Just stand on your feet. Everybody stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Turn to somebody. Look at them. Look, 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 look square at them till you can't stand it. Just keep on looking at them till you done had enough. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now declare over them. You are covered by the blood. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. All right. Amen. Amen. Now turn with me. Hallelujah. Now that you done had all that you can take. Turn with me to the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews. I'm going to Timothy. Titus. Hebrews. 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 New Testament book. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The book of Hebrews. In the name of Jesus. Now go with me to the ninth chapter. The ninth chapter. Amen. Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Hebrews, the ninth chapter. If you will, drop down with me to about the 22nd verse. Reading from the New King James translation says, And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Tell somebody it can't be done without the blood. It can't be done without the blood. That's why I'm covered with the blood in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the name. I thank God for all of you. In a few minutes that we have, I just want to praise God, give him the glory. And talk to you a little bit about the passion of Christ. by the blood covered by the blood and so when we talk about the passion of Christ we're talking about the things that, that, that God had placed upon Jesus that God was so passionate toward his people that he wanted something to happen that was so different that was so radically different that would change not just one person but many people throughout time and throughout generations the passion of christ talks about a period in fact if we talk about this week this week is known as passion week it is passion week it is talks about the suffering of christ it talks about everything that he had to go through from the moment that he came into Jerusalem from the triumphant entry riding upon a donkey and palms and coats being laid down on the roadway as he was coming in 
Many times we've talked about, we've talked about him riding on the donkey. We, we've talked about him going, sending his disciples out and finding uh, the, the a house and setting for the upper room and setting for getting ready for the Passover meal. We've talked about the, the, the story behind all of that. But many times, and you'll find that in most churches, they won't talk about the blood. They won't talk about the blood because it seems so out of place and it seems so uh, gory and it seems that something is wrong with that picture. But there can be no remission of sin without the blood. There can be no covering without the blood. There can be no atonement without the blood. And when we look at atonement, atonement be, to be reconciled with God, to be made right with God, to be brought back into alignment with God, when we are atoned with God, in fact, if you break up the word atonement, it, it, you can see some words in there that says at one meant. Bringing us back at one with God. Atonement says that, that if we are going to get back to be one with God, there must be a process. There must be something, a process that we go through or something that we have to experience in such that we can be one with God. God has always been about atonement. Oh, you don't, you don't believe that. Let me, if I, if, if I may just take a moment and reach back all the way to Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve, when they sinned, the first sin in the garden, and, and they hid from God because they were ashamed of their nakedness and all of that. And yet God could have cast them off. God could have done something and, and said, listen, I'm done with y'all. You couldn't keep my law. You couldn't keep my command. But he didn't do that. What God did is to allow that there would be animal skins and things that they could cover themselves. In other words, God still yet was providing a covering. Oh, somebody missed that. Eh? That even though they had fallen from grace, God still is trying to cover you. And God is trying to keep us. And, and let us go a little bit uh, uh, further and, and, and find Moses. And Moses, he would make atonement for the people of God. And the priest would make atonement for the people of God. And they would make sacrifices. And the way that they would make those sacrifices is through a blood sacrifices of sacrificing goats or lambs or bulls or however the whatever the sacrifice called for and he said well how can that get us there how can that reconcile with God well sis let, let me kind of explain it a little bit because there has to be the shedding of blood for atonement in other words something has to die and and, and the people would symbolically place their sin upon the animal and the the animal then would have to die because God could not have sin before him and so the people would have to periodically come and reconcile with God because of our sin like nature because we kept falling because we kept stumbling because we kept tripping because we kept going backwards God devised a way that says I want to show you that I still love you and so therefore if you take this animal and sacrifice 
sacrifice it unto me letting you know that I still love you that I still care about you I'm still trying to reconcile with you I'm still trying to get close to you I still want to forgive you I need you just to repeat it every now and then and remember that I am still God I'm still an awesome God I'm still a forgiving God you see that's why you gotta love God for his forgiving nature because not once do you fall down and God just forgives you but you can fall down twice three times for some of us fall down daily and God keeps on providing a way for us to come back to him again it doesn't give you an excuse to fall but I thank God that I, when I do fall, God gives me a reason to get back up again. That he's still right there making a way for me. If we left it up to one another, as soon as we wronged somebody, we wronged for life. There's some folk you know right now that still mad at you for what you did in high school. Somebody still talking about you, still have not forgiven you for some stuff that wasn't even your fault. But God, but God says, yes, yes, even though you stumble, even though I'm still going to provide an avenue. The priest, the priest therefore would hinder in the Old Testament, the priests would, 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 would build the tabernacle. And the tabernacle was a mobile temple. It was a tent. A tent set up for the worship of God. But I don't know if many of you knew that there was also a tent inside the tent. Hallelujah. You just couldn't walk in on God. But there was a place called the Holy of Holies that was veiled and that was covered and that only the priest could go beyond and that the priest could go into to make sacrifices to. And so with this tent and with this inner tent and with this inner place, God provided an earthen place where man could go and make sacrifices, where the blood had to be shed. In other words, in other words, well, what, what he's really talking about, until I see something die, there can be no remission of the sin, there, there can be no atonement, until something dies. Oh, oh, somebody, y'all really not getting this. Let me go back over this and, and help you to understand a little bit further. He says, what he's really talking about is not about the animal. What he's saying is that, that because what did you do with the animal? You placed your hands upon the animal. The priest would put their hands upon the animal in an act of transference of the sin nature of the people to the animal. And therefore it is sin that has to die. And so in sin, he says, look, I'm going to put sin into this and until it 
dies, then there can be no remission. I can't uh, uh, reestablish myself with you. I can't come back together with you because I cannot exist with you as long as sin is inside of you. But until I see the blood, when I see some blood that has been spilled, some blood that it tells me that something had to die, and if that something that died was the sin nature inside of you, then we can reconcile. Then we can come back together. And so I've got to tell somebody, sin has got to die and our God has got to see some blood. Death is recognized. I love the way God does this because he talks about death and life in the same blood. By the shedding of blood, he says something died. But by the covering of that same blood, he says something's going to live. Oh my God. And so when he begins to deal with this, and, and as we go to the book of Hebrews and begin to analyze what's happening with the blood, we understand that there's some things that need to go forward. He says, in the 16th verse, he says, For where there is a testament, there must also of necessity be the death of the testor. There it is right there. If you're going to testify, if there's going to be the old covenant, Understanding that the old covenant could not get you to the place of God. Listen, 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 listen. Moses, Moses would take the blood that was sacrificed and he would sprinkle it on the word. He would sprinkle some of it on the, 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 the artifacts of the temple. He would sprinkle it around the temple, letting everybody know that when you come in here, these things have been sacrificed and given over to God, that something had to die, that sin had to get up out of here, and so that the place that you're coming into is a holy place because there is the absence of sin, and when there's the absence of sin, there is the presence of God. You either in or you are out, and so God says, yeah, I got to sprinkle the blood around to let you know that sin is dead in here. That the things that are going to bring you down, it's dead in here. And so he sprinkles the blood all around for the people to understand and see that yet sin is dead to me. He said, there must be, there must be also the necessity be, be the death of the tester for a testament is in force after after men are dead what he's really talking about here is telling he's comparing this to a will that the will only comes in force after the person dies and so what is he talking about he's saying look he says, you know what, there's a covenant that if you keep the law of God and then you die, you go to heaven and you are judged. Does anybody want to wait to find out whether or not you're going to make it? 
In other words, you won't know until after you die. He says, that's what this Old Testament is about. The Old Testament, the Old Covenant was about the law being served and those who could serve the law. But we found that there was nobody who could keep the law. We found out that there was nobody that could walk right and talk right all the time. We found out that there was nobody that was praying right all the time. We found out that there was nobody that was living right all the time. We found out that there was nobody. And so to break one law was to break all the laws. And so do you want to wait to find out, out in judgment that you didn't make it into heaven? In the name of Jesus. He says, therefore, not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood for the people according to the law. He took, he took, he took the blood of calves and goats. He says, and with water and scarlet and wool and hyssop and sprinkled both, he said, both the book itself and all the people. Anybody sprinkled in here? Moses got busy and sprinkled not only the book, but the people as well, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. Talking about Old Testament law, talking about the Pentateuch. Talking about the books of Moses, the law of Moses, talking about everything that was contained therein. He says, then likewise, he sprinkled blood, both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. He's saying, look, if you're going to come in here, understand that there's been some sacrifice made. If, if you're going to show up, understand that there's some sacrifices that have gone forth to purify this place if you're gonna show up you ought to show up with a mindset that says that ah there's been a sacrifice on my life there's been a sacrifice made for my life if you're gonna show up and give god any kind of worship you ought to get your mindset that says i'm coming into the purity of god the purity of the sacrifice of who god really is if you really want to come and get something out of the service if you want to get something out of every song if you want to get something out of every prayer then you've got to come with a clear mind and a clear conscience that says I put everything else behind me I put every sin down behind me if you want the blessing of God then you've got to put self aside and kill sin let it die let the blood be shown and say I'm covered by deacon by sprinkling the people the people are saying that listen I've been covered in sacrifice but for Moses it wasn't enough oh my god for Moses for the people it wasn't enough because guess what at the next feast 
they had to make the sacrifice again. At the next festival, they had to make the sacrifice again. At the next year, they had to make the sacrifice again. They had to keep repeating it over and over again. In other words, the blood of animals being shed was not enough. But God kept looking for a way. How can I reconcile with my people? How can I tone and make them one again? How can I come back and bring them unto myself? There is but one way. He said there's only one way, but there must be the shedding of blood. And that one way was that, well, God says, I got to give them my best to let them know how much I really love them. I've got to give them my exalted one to let them know how much I really do care about them. I've got to give them something that cannot tarnish, something that cannot decay, something that can... I've got to give them the very best of me so that they know that when I see the blood... Oh, somebody just, just now got it. Because when I see the blood, that means means that, that something had to die in order to save their lives, to save their soul. When I see the blood, I'll know that a sacrifice was given for my people whom I love. When I see the blood, I can look beyond all of their faults and see their needs. When I see the blood, there's no more guilt, no more shame. When I see the blood, then I'll know that these are my chosen. This is why I've this is why I saved their lives when I see the blood when I see the blood and so therefore let me prepare from 42 generations let me prepare a body for my son Jesus let me get Jesus ready and and let my passion go out toward him and let my let, let, let the things that I that I know that must be done because you see now you understand why they had to scourge him scourging him means that they whipped him with a cat of nine tails scourging him means that they tied pieces of sharp bones on the end of the whip and as they whipped him he would tear the flesh scourging him would mean that they would beat him and tear the beard from his face Scourging him means that they would beat him with sticks until he bled and the blood was coming out of his body. Oh, but when God says, when I see the blood, scourging him means that they would press a crown of thorns upon his head, that the blood would come trickling down. Scourging him means that they would march him from judgment hall to judgment hall. Scourging him means that they were nailing him in his hands and in his feet and blood was pouring out of his veins scourging him when they pierced him in his side when they pierced him in his side blood and water came out oh somebody don't get this somebody don't understand 
You see, now God is saying, wait a minute. I see the blood. Wait a minute. What is this? He says, because Jesus, all of the sin of mankind and of humanity was placed upon him. This is not an animal sacrifice because when they did the animal sacrifice, they would have to go back into the tent and, and, and make the sacrifice upon the Holy of Holies. But wait a minute, there's something different, sister, about this sacrifice. That when this sacrifice was made, he didn't go into the tent. He didn't go into the temple. He didn't go into the uh, into the Holy of Holies. But the holy place that he went to was the holy place of heaven. You see, the difference being that now there's a sacrifice that can reach heaven. Now there's a sacrifice that gets God's attention. Now there's a sacrifice that can't nobody compare to. Now there's a sacrifice that can't nobody misjudge. Now there's a sacrifice that's holy and acceptable unto God. Now there's a sacrifice that goes all the way to heaven's throne itself. The difference church with this sacrifice and God looks at the sacrifice and considers the sacrifice and he says I see the blood I see the blood and everybody everyone that accepts Jesus Christ as their personal Savior saying that I'm no longer alive to sin but I'm dead to sin I've killed sin in my life by accepting Christ into my life. I can live because sin and Christ cannot occupy the same space. And so that if Christ is in me, I'm pushing sin out of me. And so now I understand what God is looking for. And when he looks in your direction, he can't see you. All he sees is the blood. When God looks at the things that are trying to destroy you, he can't look at those things. All he can see is the blood because you have given your life over to Jesus because you have given your life to the Savior. All God can see in you is the blood. God sees that somebody made a sacrifice. I can't kill you. God says I can't destroy you. I can't send you to hell because I see some blood on you. I see the blood of Christ that he died for your sins. Therefore you are exempt from the penalty of sin. Therefore you are excluded. Therefore I'm taking you up and taking you out every time I look in your direction. As long as you got Jesus, you are covered by the blood. He says, according to the law, almost all things are purified with the blood. For without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. 
every time we take communion this do in remembrance of me Jesus is saying look here remember the blood the blood that was shed for you on Calvary the blood the sacrifice that was given for you on Calvary oh I know this was more of a teaching message and it goes a little bit deep off the course of Palm Sunday but see you can't get to resurrection without the blood yeah I'm sorry there's no need of shouting about on the third day that he rose again unless you understand that you are covered in the blood unless you understand that there's some sacrifices that were made and God made the ultimate sacrifice by giving his son Jesus and Jesus being obedient to the will of God to suffer the passion of Christ to suffer all of those things that he had to go through to suffer every hurt for everything that he had to endure was because of you and because of me everything that he experienced was because he had to walk this lonely valley by himself everything that he experienced that he had to shed his blood by himself everything that he had to go through was because of you and me so therefore he died for you he died for me and when God sees the blood of Jesus Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor again, you, you know you really are covered by the blood. You accept Jesus Christ. You are covered. You are covered. God's got you covered. When you accept the Lord as your personal Savior, God has got his eye on you. When you accept Christ and know that he has died for you, that he hung and bled and died on Calvary just for you, then you need to understand that you are covered. Without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission. And so we find in this New Testament book, as Hebrews teaches us and goes all the way back, we had to understand why the sacrifices were made in Old Testament. Old Testament law and the covenant of the law could not hold us nor keep us. We had to keep going back and making sacrifices. But with Jesus going all the way to heaven, hallelujah, after after his blood was shed and see going all the way to heaven says that he pleaded your case before the most high god when jesus went all the way back then that's when he can get down and say listen lord you gave them to me and can't nobody pluck them out of my hand you 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 i sacrificed my life and said and, and, and I, I can imagine in my mind that jesus having a conversation with god almighty even though being one within himself 
He says, well, wait a minute. You need to understand that they are mine. I sacrificed my life for them. And in giving my life for them, they have a right to live. You see, there's something I want to bring up to you, Lord. There's something called grace and mercy. And when that grace comes in, grace comes and says, I'm going to give them favor. They're going to start out on the bottom, but they're not going to stay there. I'm going to raise them back up again. They're going to have broken spirits. They're going to be downtrodden. They're going to have broken hearts, but they're not going to stay there. I'm going to put them back up front again. They're going to start out last, but they're going to finish first. I'm still yet holding on. There's something called mercy, God, because when I've got mercy, mercy says I give them what they don't deserve. No, they haven't been all right. No, we haven't been all right. No, we keep doing wrong. We keep falling down. But God says there's been a sacrifice and I see the blood covering them from Calvary. I see the blood. I see the blood. I see the blood. So when God sees the blood, that's all he wants to see on you is the blood of Jesus. Knowing that, yes, sacrifice has been made. And the sin or the order of sin that's been held against you no longer applies. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God was the blood sacrifice on Calvary. The gift of God was Jesus saying that I'll take on the whole world sin just so that they might live. The gift of God was sacrificing his only begotten son. The gift of God is everlasting life. The door of the church is open.